Society dictates that we should have accomplished something at a certain timeline or at a certain age. But for our guest artist Stephen Travers, discovering art at a time that others might perceive as quote-unquote late turns out to be the start of a great adventure that will lead to a world of teaching, drawing, and a community that supports his passion through and through. I am thrilled to have him on board. It is a privilege to interview someone who has been a positive force in the art community, through the power of social media. In this conversation, we are exploring the critical moment that sets him on a new art path, how to overcome your love and hate relationship with art, his personal tip to get better at drawing or painting, a foundational step to get you committed to art, and why social media is an ally. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at etcherlab.com. Hey, this is Jesse from Etcher. We believe in your power to create, so we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. Join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast. Welcome to Make More Art, the podcast, and thank you for thank agreeing you. to do this interview with me. So... I know you, you know, just looking at your works, by the way, they are so beautiful, amazing. The artistry is just so excellent. Um, and watching your videos as well, your live as well as your YouTube videos, there's so much value that you put out there for a lot of people who are starting out or venturing into art. But before we dive into those golden nuggets, can you take us through your journey and very much interested to hear how you started venturing in right. yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I mean I like drawing as a as a child. Drawing is very accessible. You don't have to have much mm. around you to be. You don't have to have equipment. You can find a bit of paper and a pencil. Um, and I had a, I had a sense of, um, and it, it probably. Other people said this, that I was artistic, I was quite good at art, but I didn't really feel that myself, but I enjoyed it. And I did, um, I always enjoyed when we did art at school, although I always felt this pressure that it had to look really good and I never felt I was going to kind of be good enough. So it was this love-hate relationship as a kid. In high school I did art and it was that same love-hate relationship, but probably more hate, I, I, yeah. So... I, I, I spent then most of my adult life thinking about art every day and not actually doing anything. And um, probably as as is, is quite sort of frequent, I, I had a, a wife and a family and children and a mortgage and, and there really wasn't time for a lot of extra things anyway. But I still found myself, I would, I would sit on the motorway between my home and where I went to work for maybe an hour every day and mm. often in bumper, bumper traffic. And a lot of it just had gum trees because I'm Australian, gum trees lining the sides of the road and it was early morning or late afternoon so the, the light would be low and coming through the canopies and I'd be looking at that wondering how would I capture that in paint? How would I... You know, what would Monet do? You know, what, what would I do? And I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. Lots of time to think about it sitting in traffic. But it was in 2006, my eldest daughter, in her final art project for her final school, mm -hmm. um, 
she got she got into like the the, the 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 grand exhibition of the very best at the Art Gallery of New South Wales, and she won the Sponsors Award, which was a year scholarship at at like Sydney's oldest art school, right at the rocks at Circular Quay there, where the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge is, you know, like really. And I was incredibly jealous, like I was so envious of her opportunity. It was the sort of feelings you have when you're 15 or 16, like I could, I just so wanted that to be me. And, and okay. I mean, I was thrilled for her. Don't get me wrong. I was really pleased she had this opportunity mm-hmm. and we could encourage her in that. But, but the mm-hmm. strength of my feeling that oh, I so wish that could be me just made me say, look, Stephen, you're an adult. I was, I was almost 50. Um, like, like, what are you carrying on about? If you want to do it, do it. No one's stopping you but yourself. And, and that was a bit confronting. And so I... What I did was um, I found a like a um, I'm not quite sure the educational systems in different countries, but a tech, what was then a technical college, mm-hmm. in, uh, and so they they offered certificates rather than degrees, and in their fine arts certificate there was an introduction to drawing subject three hours a week, and I worked I could stop on the way home from work, so by not going home. And and getting involved with with home um, and with my wife being very generous in <laughs> letting me do it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and that's what started this three hours once a week, and I just absolutely loved it. And that was drawing, and because it was an introduction course, it was a wide range of subjects, a wide range of media that we used. There was pencil, there was pen, there was pastel, there was there was ink. We did we did life drawing, we did still life. We went outside and sketched the buildings of the of the college. Um, we did all manner of things. So it was it was really great, and I just absolutely loved it. And the next year I did the introduction to painting course, which was a three-hour equivalent course, but with painting. And, again, it was a wide range of subjects. Mm-hmm. And I probably enjoyed the drawing more, but I, I, did, I did love the painting. But, you know, the next year for the second year subjects, painting, it was six hours. It was on the weekend. We had kids sport to drive to. It was just too big a commitment. And plus the, there was a much more focused curriculum, which wasn't what I necessarily wanted to do. So I thought, look, I'll just do it myself. And and I did. And and I painted this and that. And for 10 years I painted. I actually, I actually didn't draw at all. So oh. it feels like, like this is one of my big gum tree canopies behind me. Yeah. So it's 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 quite a big painting. Um but I also did small paintings and although I love the gum trees, um, I actually oh, did wow. flowers because they were smaller for two reasons. One is they were easier to sell and for the time I was putting in. Um, but but also I, I discovered when um, when you do a – this is our state flower, the New South of Waratah, but okay. I learned when you do – like when you do a big painting, it's a big commitment and so – you can become a bit nervous and apprehensive and you do a little painting, you can take risks with colour and tone and and push things because if it doesn't work out, it's only taken you, you know, a few hours to half a day and you can always paint over it the next day and do it again. Whereas with a big painting, you think, oh, I spent two months on this so far, I don't want to wreck it, so maybe I'll, I won't kind of risk this or that. And so I found that working small was great. And it was really, though, a trip 
So I did 10 years of painting exclusively. And it was only that we went to Paris in, we went to Europe in 2018 for a wedding. And our whole family went because we were all asked to this wedding in Germany. And we all met up in different points, but we were all together in Paris for the first time just before we went to, to Germany. And I was walking, we were all walking back to the Airbnb late one afternoon with that exhaustion you have when you're a tourist in a yes. big city. And we were walking in front of Notre Dame. We were just crossing that island that it's on. And I said to my youngest daughter, who um, uh, loves art as well, um, do you want to, why don't we just sit here and draw Notre Dame and the others can, can go on? And so everyone else went back and we sat there. And, of course, it was such a wonderful time just to spend with her. Um, but I was really happy with the drawing. It was just in pencil in a sketchbook that I'd carried around for like three weeks and not touched at that point. And, um, yeah, yeah. And when we got back to the Airbnb, my daughter said to me, you should put this on your Instagram account. Like you should post it on Instagram, which I'd started when I began the paintings because the kids said, you have to, you're an artist, you have to have an Instagram account. So it seemed a bit strange. And I had about 300 followers and uh, with my paintings after two years and if I'd get 15 to 30 likes for something and I'd get very excited about that. Um, and so I posted the drawing um, and it got a much better response than my art, my paintings did. And I... And I love the drawing, so I kept drawing more, posting them. And when I came back to Australia, I began to draw. I didn't want to let go of Paris. I began to draw from my photos and post those. Because with drawing too, you obviously can produce more artwork more quickly. And it became this, I couldn't believe the response my artwork was getting. Like it just blew my mind that people wanted to look at it. And, I mean, I really enjoyed doing it. I almost studied architecture when I left school. I became a high school teacher instead, but I almost did architecture. So I've got that interest, although not that training. And, yeah, I don't know. Um, it just it just kind of like, and I remember the first time I got a 1,000 likes for a drawing, like about two weeks after we got back to Australia. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like I had no idea how small the world had become. I was like this. And, and it goes, I felt like I was the oldest man on social media. Um <laughs> But um, anyway, it, 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 it kind of, I mean, at times I wasn't sure was the tail wagging the dog, but, but um, I certainly found it very encouraging. And um, it was a bit strange because most of my peers at my age saw social media as a bit of a negative thing, if anything, um, that generally it has a bad effect for society. And, yeah, well, it really encouraged me in my art. Um, I, <laughs> I know that. Wow, that is yeah. a beautiful, inspiring, and I could listen to you all day talk about, especially on the aspect of social media. And by the way, it was just so unexpected. It was just yeah. so unexpected. And okay. people are so kind. Like, I mean, everyone talks about trolls, and, and um, I've had one comment once. Like, I've got 140,000 followers almost. Yeah. And I've had one comment once that I thought, I think he's having a go at me. <laughs> and, but before I'd even read it and, and someone else obviously thought he was having a go at me and came in and defended me <laughs> against his column. <laughs> By the way, you're not too old for social media. It's, <laughs> that, Stephen, it's just, I, I, I love listening to how you had a 
a love and hate relationship with drawing when you were a kid and the span of time that it took you to go back and it was it was very random when you went back to it like you were walking with uh yeah, with, yeah with your daughter yeah. you started drawing and just the beauty of art right i mean it's always there. I mean, if you always have the passion and the skill and the talent to do it, but like what you said, life happens and there are a lot of circumstances around it. And did you say that you are a teacher? I know that you're a tagline on your social. No, I was, I was a teacher. I only taught for three, for three years, um, 1980, 81, 82. Yeah. Your parents probably weren't even born then. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> So it was a long time ago. Unfortunately, I left teaching to do some other things and I strained my voice really badly and discovered I had a problem with my vocal cords. And so it was never going to come back and be strong enough that it wouldn't always be an issue. And I thought, well, there's just no point. I didn't want to have a job where constantly I was struggling to, to do it. So, yeah, so I didn't go back. But I do I do obviously enjoy teaching, I think. Um, and... Um, and, and probably as well, just, I'm interested in, in the process. And when I began to draw consistently, I began to, and I'd look at other artists' drawings that I'd find on Instagram. And I'd be thinking, especially other artists whose work I liked more than mine. And I'd be thinking, well, what makes their work theirs? And what makes my work mine? And what is you? my drawing style and where does it come from? What defines it? How does it change? Um, how can I encourage that? How can I use other artists' work to um, improve my work um, and, and, and so forth? So, I, yeah, I, was, um, I have a mind that likes to kind of get quite analytical about those things and I think it's probably both helped in my drawing but then when I started to do videos, or even before I did the videos, I was doing live demos and right. to be able to talk as I was drawing and explain and, and to kind of understand enough what I was doing to put words to it while I was doing it was probably very helpful having had that teaching. Yeah. And I love the tagline with a teacher's heart because that explains a lot. We, when we were talking offline, right, prior to the recording of the episode, I, I, I mentioned that Everything that you post online, your videos, or even your artwork, there's always a value add. More than the, the drawing itself, there will always be like golden nuggets or a tip there, a technique here uh, on how to draw, to draw better or, you know, how to face your fears of a blank page. How to I, think, I, 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 think it's just, I think it's just that I can't help but say what's in my head. And, and I love that. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what what the community needs, especially in art. And that's probably that's actually the reason why we have you on this this on this podcast, Make More Art, because you have so much value to offer, Stephen. And the the experience that you had through the years, even with the love and hate relationship, there was a lesson that that we kind of what I personally picked from there, right? Because you you were very critical with your words and you were thinking, is this good enough or not? That's why that love and hate relationship. But then eventually you were able to overcome that and realize yes. that, you know, with a little push from your from your kid from your children to go ahead and post it. You know, show it, show, show your works. Yeah. And 
it was welcomed with open arms by the community because it was authentic because it was coming from a place of this is what I do this is what I would like to share with you and then you added value to it by sharing you know speaking out loud or thinking out loud rather so the you mentioned that you started with painting and I was actually curious um with the with the art um behind you because I thought it was a photo we would need to look at it right now it was it looks so real I mean the colors of the sky even the gradient and then the the leaves, the colors, the different shades of green that you use. I thought it was a, a I thought it was a photograph. And even when you were showing the, the the flower, and then the smaller version of that, I thought they they were photographs. So when you when you talk about finding your style earlier and you know looking at other people's work, how did they develop their own style? How did you develop yours? Well, with the painting. Um... I, I always wanted to paint fairly naturally, naturalistically. So basically I'd have the photo and I'd be trying to make my painting look like the photo. Mm-hmm. And and when I did the best I could, that's how it turned out. And um, I mean, I, I can I can certainly see a development. If I look at my my earliest paintings, yeah. um, there's one or two I had framed because I was very proud of early on. And I look at them now and I think, why did I waste the money having that framed? I wouldn't put it up anywhere now. But obviously at the time I must have been very proud of it because I paid $150 for a frame. So but I, I, I take that as encouraging because it means I have actually in that time I, I went further in, in going to a place that I was trying to get to. So. So that that was, you know, I don't, I don't mind that so much. But um, so with the painting, yeah, I I, I just kind of kept. If something worked out, I would I would do it more. And uh, but I did find I did find switching to small size very yeah. helpful to accelerate learning um, because you can complete less lessons a lot quicker, like especially with painting. You know, with, with the drawing, it's it's a little more immediate anyway but especially for and the sort of style of painting I was doing where, where a large painting is a big commitment if, if it then doesn't turn out or you lose no. interest in, and don't yeah. really give it no, your energy. So um, what did surprise me, though, was that so for 10 years, you know, I, I, I paint this in oils on canvas of Australian trees and flowers, <laughs> and then I go straight from that just sort of drawing architecture <laughs> and, and like you couldn't get you couldn't get sort of more opposite in both exactly sub- medium and and subject and yet I was aware when I was started to draw uh, how much the painting was helping me it was I was surprised as I'm drawing I'm consciously thinking oh yeah yeah when I was doing this with the color and somehow that helps me with the line work. Um, because it gives me a clearer focus of what I'm trying to capture or when even though the translation tools are different, um, yeah, yeah, it, um, it, it, it somehow still um, informed what I was doing, although you would have thought, no, it's, it's just a tone, or you would have thought that the drawing would be skills you'd want to learn before you did the painting and that somehow there was a progression. But... Yeah, no, I, I actually think 
whatever we do, we're better off focusing and going deep in one area before. It's like when you learn a musical instrument. You don't try and learn five instruments at once. But someone who's a master of one instrument can pick up things that they've never picked up before. And a week later, it's like they've played it all their life. Um, I don't know if you've come across musicians like that, but but I certainly have. And I, and I think somehow if you go deep in one area, you, you learn things about the way you learn in that in that area that are readily transferable. But if you if you try, if you go shallow over a wide area, you don't really learn anything in any of them. So yeah. I, I love that point, um, Stephen, because that's you know, we would often hear, especially on social media, right? Um, not just in, in mastering a specific skill, but people will always tell you, you have to niche it down. You have to focus on one and really master it and learn the process of it and then move to another. And like when you were talking about how they are from the opposite side of the spectrum, I was about to ask, how did you transition from oil to oil <laughs> really fast? I mean, really fast. And both were was you know well accepted embraced and acknowledged by the community and people are learning from you from both painting and well, I, did, I, I, I did draw in pencil first pencil. so i had i had maybe almost two years where all my drawings were pencil yeah and um but it's, I think it's probably natural that when you sit in a space for a while, you want to keep pushing yourself. And, and I was looking at some of the ink artworks and, um, and then I did, I did begin after the pencil to, to do some ink, but I would still do pencil outlines. So my process, so the things that probably I'm, I'm, I'm most these kind of very kind of fairly detailed, very, very yeah. kind of precise architectural drawings. You know, I have a photo that I do a four by four grid on. I do a four by four grid on the paper. Mm-hmm. I and at the six hours it might take me to draw it. At least three of them will be spent doing a careful pencil outline. Pencil now, then, then when I do the ink, um, when I draw the ink lines over the top, I don't just trace over the pencil. I I still reference the photo for all the lines, but the pencil lines there give me confidence and guidance. But uh, so there's a tip. Don't just trace over your lines because that will be dead. That will look dead. You, 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 get, you get life by actually still drawing it from the reference but using the pencil outline as a, as your, as a guide. Yeah. That's a very interesting tip because normally yeah. I personally, if I have the, the, the pencil, right, as outline, I would trace yeah. over it instead of yeah. referencing yeah. to what I was trying to, you know. Yeah. No, because now now that you're not having to work on the accuracy of the pencil line, you've actually freed up mental space and time looking to see things in your reference that you haven't seen before. And that gives you an opportunity now to incorporate that uh, in or or in your drawing or as in my case. I mean, I wouldn't try and capture every single detail in the pencil outline that someone just do freehand, but, but. Yes, you, but but yes, you have you have more time to see things that 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 just didn't have space when you were trying to just get the main proportions and angles correct. So yeah, no, it's um, that's yeah, but um, yeah, um, and then and then I put um tone sketch marker tone onto the 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 drawings and that um that, that then was my process. But when I started doing the YouTube, uh, not the YouTube, the Instagram live videos, right? Um, yeah. 
that didn't work. That process didn't work. And I had to um, draw directly in ink. And because the time is so limited, you, you can't be fussing with an eraser. And, and yeah. And so that was very challenging. But it ended up being quite exciting to, to, to draw directly in ink and to develop a new process, a new way of drawing that um that worked for what i was wanting to draw and and i have you know i have um so this is sort of a recent one just directing drawing directly and, no pencil yeah, yeah yeah this took this took about three hours there were quite a lot of elements but it was connected with a youtube video as well so at times that slows you down because you've got to focus on focus on but, yeah. but it ends up being um a slightly more lively looking, slightly less precise, but I think has more energy in it because the line work is capturing a feeling uh, of your technique in a way that the more considered lines where where it's all kind of guided out beforehand um, mm -hmm. don't. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was also doing that because at the time, that the reason I began doing that, that live drawing and therefore the directing ink was because we had a big trip planned to Europe in 2020. We had two weddings in Germany that my wife and I were going to three months apart and we were going to decide to travel in between. And so we had this wonderful trip planned that, of course, with COVID, never happened. Um, yeah. But, but, but. By then, I'd already started the the direct drawing in ink because I wanted to do street sketching in ink directly. Like, and so, so doing the live videos on Instagram um, was a way of kind of forcing myself to to train in that. And in that, um, in that, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. That's interesting about listening you talk about your process, Stephen. Is that I'm just referencing back to how you started with drawing. It was you were walking and you were exhausted and then you took the time to sit down and slow down and draw with your with your, with your, with your daughter. And now you you talked about starting off with pencil and then using as using the the pencil marks or as a guide, not really for tracing and still referencing. And then now with Instagram Live, you unlock another process of of drawing. Because of the time that is the, the Instagram Live is allowing you, of course, it's it's not sustainable to to you know draw in pencil and then you know that's the beauty of art. But at the same time, it's, that it's a continuous process of learning. But even as a seasoned artist like you, always still be areas that okay, this is a new you know environment for me, and I'm gonna try it out and see and. You were very excellent in adapting to the time constraint and to the <laughs> and then now I'm very practical. Yeah. I mean, it's funny though because, like, I still think of myself as a new artist, really. Really, because it's so late in life. I mean, you know, I was I was basically fifty before I began to do anything, and um, but because of my age, people look at me and presume I've been drawing all my life. <laughs> but it, it is it is a funny kind of like yeah I still feel like I'm I'm, I'm learning and there's yeah, yeah I'm still discovering new opportunities and and of course there are so many opportunities now. It it resonates with the audience because the way that you talk about the process and hearing you talk about your process now step by step, it's all coming from a position of you thinking that you are still a, a new artist. When I look at your works, and you're absolutely right, people will often say that, you know, because you started this and 
they would think that you've been doing this for a really long time. But what's also surprising when you said that is even though that you started what other people may perceive as late, but for me, it's it's absolutely not. And that really, I mean, hearing you talk about how you started, for me, that was inspiring to start something. You know, there are a lot of things that I want to do um, and explore and learn. And you just showed us that you can absolutely start something and build a community around it where people can learn and eat through the value that you're sharing on social media. Um, I'm filming. Yeah, go in the front. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just checking in. Stephen, are you hungry? You haven't eaten your lunch. <laughs> yeah, no, no. She's busy doing something. Yeah. Just okay. So I, 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 like what I said, you you put so much value. Um, you share so much. Like what you said earlier, you love uh, thinking out loud and sharing what's in your mind, especially when it comes to art. And Speaking of teaching, um, in your tagline, it's architectural drawing with a teacher's heart. And I, I felt yeah. that and I've seen it um, through your words and hearing you talk about your journey as an artist. You have an upcoming class with us. Uh, we don't know the details yet for those who are listening, and I'm sure you are waiting for this. But there is a collaboration between Jackson, which is a major supplier of art supplies in the U.S., and with Stephen, that's happening real soon. We will share with you the details in the show notes once we have them. But something to look forward to if you are fascinated by his works. If you've seen his live demo before, I'm sure you will definitely watch out for this one too. It, it will happen. I've signed the contract, so it, it, it will happen. Uh, I really just have to work out what I'm doing. And this is a couple of things that I'm just finishing up prior commitments before I get down to it as kind of the next thing. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the, the hardest part is what, what is going to be most helpful for people and um yeah but anyway um i'll work that out so i can't can't give a time frame but um but people can could look at my youtube videos if they want to see the sort of thing i do and the sort of approach i have and if i can just mention i do have a, a course with class 101 a korean education platform which um um is a course, so you do have to pay for it um, as opposed to the free the free stuff I do on YouTube. But uh, it's systematic, which is a benefit as well. The teaching part, I guess, it like what you said earlier, and I kept referencing from 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 that with how you learned and with your background in teaching, and then your mindset of like looking at, reflecting on the process, looking at other people's work, how they find their style, how they find their own voice when it yeah. comes to art and joy. Yeah. Every, all of these came in full package when you teach and what you share online. I, I also love the fact that you're very active on socials and people like what you said, people might see social media as, you know, there are pros and cons, but with you, I think it's more on the pro side because of like what I said, the value that you're sharing. And I also surprising, yeah, for you. Because so what, what was funny was um, as my social media account began to grow, some of my children, I have 
for adult children, but some of my children's friends who run their own businesses and we're using social media as part of their growing their business can ask could they come and have coffee with me and could I talk about how I how I grew my social media account so much and to give them tips, which of course my children couldn't believe, you know, um, <laughs> that, that, that their friends that would be coming to me for, for, for tips on social media. That is, I actually saw your video talking about how to grow, how it's about the algorithm. And I yeah. love how you dissect, you know, the, the the smallest things that people don't normally pay attention to, like the most performing posts that you did, how many people have seen it um, from your followers versus the ones who aren't your followers. And I was like, this is really eye-opening for those who want to know how to manage their social media and the consistency part, like what, when you said that if you post just once and looking at how the algorithm works, that people can, your followers may not even see it. I mean, you have how many right now? 140 plus? Almost, followers? almost, yeah. 139,000 yeah. something. And, yeah. and in your in, in that video, you show that like 21,000 of your followers have seen it, but then like 71 plus aren't your followers. That's really surprising, yeah. right? If you yeah. think about it. Only a small so, 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 you, yeah. 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 So you can repost your most popular posts because really a good idea. Most of your followers won't have seen it. Won't seen it, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I as like yeah, you're absolutely. It's funny that your your kids now are coming up to you. Let's have coffee. Can you uh, pop, <laughs> share with me how you grow your Instagram and followers? Well, Dad, give me a shout out. Give me a shout out. <laughs> I mean, hundred, almost one hundred and forty followers. That's that's huge. That's a, and considering how you started this, so it was painting before, and then you switched to drawing. And yeah, yeah, and and it was the drawing, and so it really, some, yeah, and different hashtags because it was a different niche, and that that's some niches will be more um, have more engagement, have more people searching for them than others, and then when I switched to ink drawing. Um, I got a lot more followers. Suddenly I had lots of tattoo artists starting to follow me because ink is an important word and thing for them. So a lot of hashtags with ink in it. Um, So ink art is basically tattoo art. Right. The way the way it's used. Well, I never realised that, of course, when I, you know, so I I tend not to use ink art anymore. But but um, people with no interest in pencil drawings, some of them have interest in ink drawings because they like all things ink. So yeah, it's it's just the different way you connect with people and um, is is really fascinating. I think with, with you, like what you said, so uh, there was one pose that probably the person was having a bad day and then made a, a not so you know friendly comment, and then someone defended you. That is just the beauty of community that you built. And with, with socials, it's social media for a reason, right? It's about socializing and being part of the community. And I think you showing up on your lives and then sharing your process and teaching people through your YouTube videos. I think that's probably one of the reasons for those who are asking how you grew your Instagram and your following, it's the community really. And people wanting to go to your space because they know that they can learn something from you. Mm. And they absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I started the YouTube videos, I remember thinking, cause I did have a course and I was thinking I'd do some more courses, but yeah. I was also very aware that 
a lot of the world will never, ever be able to afford anything in US dollars because their local economy will never support that. And, and yet drawing is so accessible to everyone because you do just need pencil and paper. And so people without other options do and who want to be creative and can't go and buy arts and supplies can draw. And I think in the end, you know, and I think for a little while I was thinking, oh, well, I'll keep the best things back for maybe a paid something. But the truth is I just can't. Like I don't have it in me not to say whatever I think is going to be helpful at the time. Um, if it's worth saying, I've got to say it. And um, so, yeah, so it is what it is. But um, And even like there, there are some schools of architecture in developing nations that use my videos. I know because they tell me, uh, their students tell me, the staff tell me. And, like, it's just amazing. Here I am, a, you know, a senior citizen in Australia who thought about doing architecture when he was young and almost did. And in a way I'm, I'm involved with architecture now that um, I wouldn't have thought possible. So, yeah, it's... it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's a crazy world. <laughs> I never thought... It became smaller, but at the same time, it's amazing to see how we connect with other people from different parts of everywhere around the globe, right? And yeah, because, yeah. Of, because of technology and art, in this case, it's art that's connecting them with you. I mean, you're in Australia, yeah. you said that yeah. like that your your videos are being used in schools for architecture and it's funny though because that like what you said it's something that you wanted to take before mm, as, a, yeah. as a kid and yeah. then now you're part of that world <laughs> Just yeah you yeah. of life i guess um but thank you thank you so much uh stephen for sharing i i learned so much and i i wish we could extend more because i know there's still so much that you can share i mean we talked about your process how you started from you know the love and hate relationship and then painting using oils mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. this random walk that you have with your daughter and then stopping and then realizing that ink wow I, I mean i often i often think you know if that pencil drawing of notre dame i did with my youngest hadn't turned out hey. if it had been a bad drawing that i wasn't happy with i probably would not have done any of this Exactly. Like it was the fact that that drawing, I thought, oh, that looks better than I thought. I want to do this again. Yeah. Um, yeah. That actually started this journey. So it is funny thinking what turned still, on that. Yeah. One you still drawing. Have it. Do you still have it? That, that drawing? Yeah, yeah I do. Sketchbook? Yeah. Oh, okay. That this is what yeah. you know, you could always go back to that this started. If you if you want to have a look at it, it's the post. It's a post in July 2018 on my Instagram account. It's one of the you'll have to scroll back through about I don't know 1500 posts. But um, if you want to see it, it's there. <laughs> I have July 2018. I'm gonna. De I will definitely look for it because that is <laughs> more than the of course more than the art piece. It's the story behind it that I'm very mm -hmm. fascinated with. Um, yeah. Stephen, you've taught a lot. Um, in this episode, you've shared a lot, and I'm really grateful for for your generosity. I'm sure our our listeners picked up a lot from this, from you know how to kickstart by trying out with small drawings first or paintings, um, to overcoming that being so critical with with what you can and you cannot do, to explore and be open to possibilities of art. 
down to learning as you go and adapting uh, with the pencil sketch and then straight to ink and sharing and being a good member of the community, whether it's in the art world or any other community. Thank you, Stephen, for, for your contribution. Um, any other golden nuggets that you would like to share with our audience before we wrap up? Uh, look, um, you know, almost everything I could say becomes the introduction of a, of a you know, 20 minute lesson. But um, I'll say this. If you want to learn to draw and if you want to develop your own style, don't copy the drawings of other artists because the skill you will learn doing that is how to copy well. And you might do wonderful copies that look really good and a really good art level, but it won't give you the skills you need to create your own drawing from life or from a reference photo or from your imagination because the key thing is the how you translate what's in one form onto paper and how you do that will define your style. And, and when you copy another artist's work, work, they've already done all that work and you're just copying the lines that they've used to do that translation. But you can't draw your own drawings without learning how to translate yourself. And so most people when they copy other drawings, it's because they want to draw their own drawings themselves. But, but because copying someone else's drawing leaves out the hardest part, you can actually do a better drawing that way, which can cause you to get kind of stuck doing that because you get the satisfaction of a nicer drawing. And yet what you really want to do is to do your own drawings and it won't take you there. So, I mean, I don't mind, you know, I don't mind people copying my drawings. Uh, yeah. If you credit that you've copied them, I mean, that's not a problem. But if you want to learn to do your own drawings, then look at my drawings carefully or whoever you like and draw a similar subject so that you can, you can take the, something of what they've done, but you, it forces you to make it your own. And, and, um, and I just think, yeah, a lot of people are just on what's going to be a dead end for where they want to go with drawing by copying other artists' work. So, yeah, that's my, that's my tip to help get people in the right direction. And it will be harder at the start because it is harder to create your own, but that will take you where you want to go. So, Very well said. <laughs> Very good tip, especially because about copying. And there's nothing wrong if you want to copy. No, right. No. But the points that you made about when you copy, you, the, the skill that you're going to be learning from that is how to copy well. Yeah. But really dissecting the process and eventually discovering which of you're really good at and your style. Yeah. That's going to be a missed opportunity if you will just be focused on copying. Stephen, it's it's been a pleasure having you on Make More Art. I like what I said. I learned so much. All the best with what you do with your course and with that um, collaboration that you're going to have with us. Yep. And I'll keep an eye out for everything that you're going to post for your from your YouTube channel down to your reels um, to your IG live <laughs> and your course. And I'm sure your kids will definitely. Uh, I've started. I've started using um, doing some reels using trending um, music yeah. and stuff, which you know 
the kids can't stand, but um, <laughs> I've done a bit of it, so <laughs> it's so crazy. The hang of it, I'm pretty sure, no doubt about it. But thank you so much, Stephen, for being here. No worries, thank you. Right. Yeah. Take care of yeah. yourself. Happy lunching. Bye. Bye-bye. It's been incredible to have Stephen on the show, and I'm grateful that this podcast has given me the platform to interview artists who are on a mission to inspire, educate, and encourage people to keep on creating. And in the words of Stephen, it will be harder to start at the beginning because it's harder to create your own, but it will take you where you want to go. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Make More Art, the podcast, and for supporting the show. Drop us a comment or feedback through the blog post associated with this podcast at etrolab.com slash Stephen. Until then, let's make more art. We would love to hear your thoughts, so please drop us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast or you can find us on YouTube at Etro Studio. And, oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.